Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis 1-1, the meaning of in the beginning God, and the Hebrew word for God, Elohim. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org and on iTunes if you search for the Friendship with God podcast. Now, if you enjoy this radio broadcast and Old Testament teaching from Tom Cantor, we want to encourage you to support it so that this program can stay on this station on this time in your city. So to do that, you can go to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or call us at 800-247-3051. Again, 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051 or friendshipwithgod.org. Donate online. Here's Tom Cantor with our teaching on Genesis 1-1 and the word Elohim. Let's pray. Lord, this morning we have a terrible disease inside of us. Our sinful nature, it's like a beast. We wrestle with it. We fight with it. It wears us out. And we ask you now this morning, Lord, to put that beast in the cave, in the cage, Lord, and and, uh, help us as we open your word to see clearly the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray in your precious name. Amen. Now, turn if you, you got it, right? Hebrews 1. Hebrews, what am I saying? <laughs> Genesis 1. <laughs> All right, Genesis 1. Here we go. All right, ready? Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, we're, here we are in verse 1. Now, in, in, in the Hebrew, this reads, uh, in case you were interested to know, it reads, Bereshit bara Elohim hashemayim va'et ha'eretz. If that, if that was interesting to you, I don't know. But anyway, the second and the third word are very important in that phrase. That's the word bara Elohim. All right? So those are very, very important. You, you'll, you'll see, you'll, you'll, you'll see that you, you, you'll realize you couldn't go to sleep tonight unless you know what the importance of those two words are. So that's what we're going to do, let you sleep tonight. All right, so behind those two words, bara Elohim, there's a very important truth to be taught to us. Elohim is the word for God. I think you all know that. That's the first time in the Bible that this, this word is used, which is not surprising because we're on the second and third word of the Bible, so it's the first time in the Bible. And we have to examine very carefully carefully this word Elohim. Because the word Elohim has the typical plural ending for, uh, in Hebrew. That's what it has. It's like we put an S on, on the end of a word. So, and that makes it plural. So there you go. So if you want to say, you know, a bagel and locks, then if you said bagels and loxes, I guess you'd say. But anyway... <laughs> There you go. That makes it plural. It's got the S on the end, right? So that's what happens when you put im on the end of a word in Hebrew. So you learned something very valuable this morning in Sunday school class. You go down to D.C. Aikens, the Jewish delicatessen, and you say, I want some begalim and some loxim. And they'll say, how many? Because you put the im on the end of the word. All right. So for sure, Elohim is a plural word. It's for sure. And it's not a singular word. Nobody doubts that. Doubt a lot of other things, but they don't doubt that. 
And even though our English Bibles reads, all of our English Bible reads God in the beginning, God for a singular word, that's not how it is. It's plural. The singular form is Eloah. Eloah is used in the Bible. It's just used in the Bible. About 70 times you find the word Eloah used in the Bible. That always refers to the false god. Baal was an Eloah. All right. If you, incidentally, if you take the Arabic word for Eloah, you have Allah. Now, but the singular, so that's a singular word, that's Eloah, never appears in the Bible as a reference to God, the true God. Why? Because our God is a plurality of persons. And the word Elohim is not rarely used. It's not rarely used in the Bible. It appears over 2,000 times. For sure, Elohim is a plural word. It means gods. You say, gods? Oh, no. It says, I've always understood that those pagan civilizations that the Jewish people came into, that they were all polytheistic. And the Jewish people were the first who believed in monotheism. So how could this be that the word for God in the Jewish Bible is gods? How could that be? Well, the next word's interesting. The word barab. Because bara is, comes from the word to create. And let me show you the point behind this, this word. Now, I'm going to say some sentences, and, 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 and you're going to tell me whether I got the grammar right or not, okay? Are right, you ready? Here we go. God has made the heavens and the earth. Did I get that right? All right, okay, I'm okay, good. All right. Gods have made the heavens and the earth. Did I get that right? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Gods have made. They have made. Is that right? Uh, okay. <laughs> we got a problem already? All right. Now, God have made the present. Did I get that right? He have made. Okay, all right, good. All right, so now we're, we're trying to get on the same page here, but there's a lot of pages flying around right now. So, all right. Now, it, it, it should be. God has made, right? You don't say God have, God, you don't say God have made, right? They have made, all right. Don't feel bad. I, I also flunked uh, uh, freshman English. It was a requirement for graduating from the school I went to at Miami University. You had to pass basic grammar and basic English. I got a D. I failed it. I couldn't graduate from the school. My wife, Cheryl, before she was my wife, tutored me. I got a B, and then I decided I have to marry her. <laughs> Otherwise, I might not graduate from college. All right, now, why? What was that all about? Because the, the, it's about numbers. The, the, I, I put a plural number noun, gods, with a singular number verb, has made. Okay, and, and that's what I just said. Okay, God has, God's, God's has made, and that's not right, right? Because he has made. God's has made. God's has made the heavens and the earth. That's exactly the way it reads here in, in verse 1. It reads that way. God's, Elohim, has made, bara, the heavens and the earth. You would normally make that God's, Elohim, have made, baru, the heavens and the earth. But this is not that way. This is God's has, bara, made the heavens and the earth. So the second and the third words in the Bible, in the Torah, for, for, all right, in the Torah, they don't match a number. 
Now, what's with the Torah? I mean, the second word is plural, Elohim, so it reads God's, and the third word is for a singular, has made. So, I mean, it, 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 well, what's this? This is what you call hillbilly Hebrew, right? <laughs> it's hillbilly, what's up with the hillbilly Hebrew, right? What does it mean, God's has made, instead of God's have made? Right? Maybe God doesn't know, but God, maybe God, 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 maybe God doesn't know good grammar. Right? Is that it? God knows good grammar. Okay? Or maybe it was Moses. I mean, Moses, you know, maybe he was a hillbilly. I mean, after all, he, he was on the backside of a desert in and, and Midian. What can you expect, right? But, no, he was very, very highly educated. Moses was very highly educated in the best schools of the world in Egypt. He, he wasn't a, a hillbilly. Now, Maybe he was worn out. Maybe he was tired. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's a tough job. He's scribing all the time. You know, poor Moses. You know, there's 79,847 words. Another important piece of information for you. In the first five books of Moses, the Torah has 79,847 words. And so, I mean, you know, maybe he's just like scribing and scribing and scribing. And it's a hard job. And he's tired. And he made a mistake, right? Well, no, because this was only the second and the third word in the books. Right? It wasn't like he was writing the 782nd verse of it. You know? This was the second and the third. So he was fresh. He was on his game. He was all right. Okay. Oh, I know what it was. I got this one now. I said, it was those Christians. Mm, they had that theory, that theory about the Trinity. They must have, they must have broken it at night into the Hebrew archives and changed it. Changed it all without anybody was looking, right? And maybe that happened. So, no, because this text and the book of Genesis was found in Qumran, in the Dead Sea Scrolls. That was 200 years before those Christians came on the scene. So it's authentic. I mean, it really does read that way. It must mean something. It's intentional. It, what does it mean? That's the big question. It's important for us to see what, this, what God is trying to say, tell us about himself when he says, Bara Elohim, God has, God's has made. Look at verse 3. Genesis 1-3, and God said, and, 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 and that reads Elohim. Now, th- this is... Elohim appears 42 times in the Bible, in, in the, 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 uh, this phrase, rather. This phrase that, that God said, and God said, Elohim said, appears 42 times in the Bible. So it's, it's a phrase. You see it over, the, over and over ten. Usually it's with and. And God said, God said, Elohim said, Elohim, Vayamer Elohim, and God said. And Elohim is, uh, is, is plural, as we've said. But guess what Yomer is in the said part? That's singular. That's singular again. So it's really reading God's have said. God's have said. God's, sorry, it doesn't read God's have said. I'm getting my confused myself. But anyway, it reads God's has said. That's how it's literally reading here. It's more more hillbilly Hebrew. Now why? Well, you look at Genesis one twenty six, and God, there it is again, and God, plural, singular, uh, for said. So it's reading here, God's has said, let us make man, those are, you know, us, plural pronouns, us, let us make man in our image. So we turn to the rabbis with a question like this, and we said, all right, rabbis, 
Now, you know, you tell us. What's your explanation for the fact that God said, let us make man in our image? And, and, um, and the rabbis say, well, obviously, God was speaking to the angels when he said that. Let's make me honest. I love the answer of my wife when I told her that. I said, you know what the rabbi said? The rabbi said that it says, let us make man in our image, because they said he was talking to the, to the angels. And, and she said, well, if that were true, where are the wings? <laughs> she said, if God was talking to the angels, then how come man didn't come out with angel wings? You know? <laughs> who is this us? Who is this, who, who is this our that we read of his. Who is this us and let us make man in our image? Turn to Genesis 2, verses 4 and 5. Genesis 2, 4 and 5. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heaven and the earth. Made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not made it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Now, wait a minute. Now, here's a brand new name for God. We don't have this name. It's the first time this one is not Elohim. We're talking about the word that the, 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 the King James translators have, have put in there as Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And that's another word. That's the word. I'm not so good at pronouncing it. Va. Okay? <laughs> so every, you know, you see, now you can go to sleep tonight because you can say va. Okay? Because it's a lot easier to say Jehovah than it is to say va. Okay, but that's what it says there. And it's, it, it appears, that one appears over 6,000 times in the Bible, that particular word. Three times more than the word Elohim. Uh, that word is not a plural word. Word, hmm. That word's not a plural word, and this says the Lord. Let's call him Jehovah. Jehovah, God, plural. Jehovah singular, God plural. So here's a person who's identified that way. In fact, to make this to get, get this right, let's just call the God persons in the Elohim. Let's just make it simple and say Godhead. When we see Elohim, when we say, when we see in the King James, when we see God, G, capital G, small O, small D, then we'll know that the translators are telling us that that's the word Elohim, because that's what it is. And we'll say to ourselves, we'll say Elohim, and then we're going to say to ourselves, what? Godhead. We're going to say Godhead. We're going to see G-O-D in the Bible, if you've got a King James Bible. I don't know how it is in other Bibles. Anyway, if you have that, then you can say, oh, okay, that's Elohim. That's, that's uh, Godhead. Godhead is, is Elohim. There's one person in the Elohim Godhead called Jehovah. One person. And our verses in Genesis 2, 4 through 5 say that he is, the, he is the one person in the Elohim Godhead that made the heavens and the earth. And this one person is called Jehovah, and, and, and he also made it not to rain on the earth until then. So we're on the subject of the persons in the Elohim, Godhead. Now look at the second verse in Genesis 1-2. And it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Well, here's another person in the Elohim or 
Godhead, right? And he's revealed to us, and he's got a new name. And his name is Spirit of Elohim. Spirit, Ruach Elohim. Spirit of, uh, of the Godhead. Spirit of the Godhead. And now we have the second person. Now turn to Genesis 3.22. And the Lord, and what is that word? Jehovah. Lord, that's the, that's the, that's the trigger point that, that the uh, translators put in there for us. Capitals, L-O-R-D, means Jehovah. Or, yeah, oh, the. So we, anyway. And, uh, and Lord God, what's that word? Yeah, right. It's the Godhead. The Elohim. The Godhead. Very good. All right, so here it is. Right, the Lord God, the Jehovah person of the Godhead, said, uh, he said, and that's the singular word for said, he has said, you know, the, the Jehovah gods, Jehovah of gods has said, okay. Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil, and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So here's this one person called the Lord, called the Jehovah, and he, and he stands up there, and he's, he, he's this person of the Jehovah, the Elohim, Jehovah of the Godhead, and this one person, he, he's speaking to the other persons in the Godhead, and he's saying a very dangerous situation has just come up. Now, man has fallen to sin. That's already passed. That's not the dangerous situation that he's talking about. The dangerous situation here is that man's already sinful, is that, is that he, he, he could put forth his hand, as he says, and eat of the tree of life in his sinful state. That's a big problem. That's a huge danger. Why? Because then he would live forever. And forever how? In a sinful state. That'd be bad. Who lives forever in a sinful state? Satan does. And the devils, the demons do. They live forever in a sinful state. They cannot die. They're stuck. Their feet are in the cement. There's no hope for them. They cannot die. And God knows that the only hope for Adam and the only hope for us is death. That's a hope. You may not see it that way, but that's the way it is. Why? Because as we die, as Adam dies, then he can be resurrected into a new life, a second life, a being born again to a second life as a new man. The old man's got to die. And God knew that because God's very smart. And Jehovah of the Godhead tells the other persons in the Godhead, man has to be prevented from eating of this tree of life. He needs to die. And so we've got to save him. We've got to save him from eating from the tree of life because we want to save him from his sins. So, so, put, so put some uh, those cherubims with the flame for Get him out. And, uh, so, so don't resent your death, by the way. Because the fruit of the tree of knowledge, that was just the first course that Satan was serving up. For Adam and Eve. That was like the appetizer. The fruit of the tree of life. Satan, he had plants. He had an entree coming. He had the next one. You know what that was? That was the tree of of life. Yeah. Because Satan, he don't want to be alone in this hell. So he's, he, he's thinking, you know, I want Adam and Eve. Now I got them sinful. Now I'll get them to fix in that position. To be forever in that state. They got to eat this fruit of the tree of life. And praise God that he stepped in in this situation and said, stop, 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 immediately, not so fast, devil. And he ushers 
Adam and Eve out. Get them out, quick. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't understand. I don't know if they understood or not. We'll ask them. Anyway, so next time that you, you dread death, think about that. Think about that. After having received God's Lamb of Salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to die. In your old man, you have to die so that you can live forever in the new man, which in Ephesians 4.24 is stated as the new man that is created in righteousness, as opposed to the old man that fell in sin. Now, turn to Genesis 11, verses 6 through 7. The the Lord, which is the word? Right. The Jehovah said, the Jehovah said, and he's obviously talking to the other members of the Godhead. Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to let us, let us, plural pronoun, let us go down, and there confound their language. They may understand one another. So, so it's Jehovah speaking in the Godhead, and he says to the rest of the, the members of the Godhead, we've got to do something again. Man is keeping us busy because <laughs> he's trying now to make a tower to, to ascend to us or you know, a tower of pride and reputation and let us make a name for ourselves. And so this is going to be no good. It's going to trigger our judgment. So we just have to just confuse them with all kinds of different languages. It's still confusing today. <laughs> anyway, and so uh, <clears throat> now turn to Isaiah Chapter 6, verse 8. Isaiah 6, verse 8. This is the call of uh, I, Isaiah. The call, or it's really the response. Yeah. yeah, it's a call, but it's a response from Isaiah. But anyway, before the call goes out, Isaiah 6, 8, it says, Also, I heard the voice of, of the Lord. Now, that's, does that have all capital letters? No. No, okay. So that's not the Jehovah word. The, the, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? You imagine that? God asking a question like that. I don't have anybody to choose from. We, 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 we would like for God not to be asking that question too often. So, but, but, and then he steps forward and, and, he, and he, he overhearing the conversation and he says, oh, me, me, here, here am I, here am I, you know, he named me, look at me, send me. Now, here's another word for God. This word is not all capitalized, so capital L, then the small letters afterward, that Lord, that's the word Adonai, Adonai. It's used over 400 times in the Bible, Adonai. Adonai is another plural word. It's another plural word. It's a, it, means, it means my lords or my masters. So that, and then the King James people, and maybe your Bibles too, they help us. Capital L, small L-O-R-D. That means Adonai. So Adonai is speaking to other, and he asks the question. Now, all of these us's and the plurals with the singulars and the members of the Godhead, and what does it all mean? Well, we know as we get later on that one of those members in the Godhead is going to respond to a call from another member of the Godhead, and he's going to become flesh. And he's going to become flesh so that he can die for our sins, and then he'll take on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the background. And this is all revealed to us in this little nutshell word in the first verse of Genesis in the word Elohim. Elohim. But bara 
is an important word because it tells us something too. And those other that I told you about the said, said this. Now, the most famous verse, or yeah, it's the most famous verse, which is really a, uh, it, they make it a prayer, but it's really a command in Deuteronomy 6, 4, if you like to turn to that, that's, the, that's every, every Jew, I don't know if every Jew, but anyways, they always told me every Jew knows this verse. So. We, we, in, when I was growing up, it's always, you get up in the morning, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. You do, all the time, you say these words. You just say these words, like a mantra. Anyways, it's, it's here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And that's, that's, that's the Shema. Very, very famous verse. You may remember that uh, one, of the, uh, one of the people in the New Testament comes running up to the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, uh, and says, what's the most important commandment? He, he's actually referring to this and what comes after it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. So this is the Shema. This is very, very... And now it says, it says like it reads, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It's a Shema. Shema here, Israel, 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 Adonai. It doesn't really even say Adonai, but everybody says it says Adonai. It's really that Yehovah. So it's really Jehovah. But anyway, Adonai Eloheinu. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program today. Our resource of the month is 16 DVDs, 48 messages, and over 40 hours of teaching from Tom Cantor. We're making that available for you, Genesis 1, 2, 3, and 4, for a donation of $80 or more of supporting the Friendship with God radio program. Now you can call us at 800-247-3051. For your donation of $80 or more, we'll send you this wonderful resource, 40 hours of teaching from Tom Cantor, 1-800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. 3051 or go to friendshipwithgod.org and you can donate online and also go to our online bookstore friendshipwithgod.org or 800-247-3051